Hello and welcome to Every Youth Matters. I'm Dr. John Tan. For the past 30 years, I've been helping youths realize their life potential. In recent years though, I've helped many parents, teachers, counselors and youth workers engage their young people. In this podcast, I will share tips, tools and ways to reach who may be that difficult or challenging youth who just will not respond to your best intentions. What can we do to reach and win their hearts? I believe that the youth's potential is too precious a gift to waste. So come, join me in this journey for Every Youth Matters. Welcome, welcome to Every Youth Matters. This is Dr. John Tan and I'm so glad you are here with me today because I will be looking at the second portion of the 3R model that I say will be useful in preparing our mind, in preparing ourselves if you want to journey with your child or youth that you have responsibility for in their developmental journey. All right, so what is the 3R model? Well, it is about refraining, reflecting, and reframing, right? So today we are going to focus on reflecting. What is this reflecting all about? Okay, now when you are dealing with a young person or you are thinking you're going to have, or perhaps you have come from an episode where harsh words were said and you did wrong things and you escalated into a fight and slamming of doors and raising of voices and all of that. And you wonder, oh no, is this going to happen again? All right, so I am just saying that you can use this model because this model had been packaged from experiences and from experiences of disaster sometimes, of failures. So I kind of like packaged this all from my own failures. So I'm sharing this with you, all right? So reflecting, all right? So the reflection part is about our reaction and feelings when something happens that we cannot control or when something happens that we do not like or when the child or the young person says or does something that drives up drives up, up the wall right just just we get so angry why why you know i remember when i was uh, teaching a bunch of um, boys in a school, all boys school, and I um well we we send a team of two uh, youth workers. So what we would do is that we would split the class of forty students, um sometimes not necessarily into half, but what would happen is that in this case I was the more um, senior of youth workers, uh so my youth work my my teammate um. She took the other portion of the class that were kind of like more well-behaved. And I took um, just 12 boys. Can you imagine? 12 only. These are my 12 disciples. And this, I, I, I you know, I have attachment for them now, yes. But right back then, um, not quite, not quite because. Because um, I have, um, they have a class with me on Monday mornings, <laughs> on Monday mornings, right? And uh, I, I must confess that I didn't really look forward to seeing them 
because every time when I'm with them, no, I have about hour and a half with them. <sighs> oh, it was like torture for me because they cannot even sit still. <laughs> they they just um would challenge every word I say and they would just can be bothered sometimes with the instructions. <laughs> There's only 12. Right, it's a small group and we were trying to do um, like life skills, activities, but they were just not cooperative, right? So I just couldn't stand them. And I remember because the class was uh, on Mondays, my Sundays was gloomy, <laughs> really gloomy because I wasn't looking forward to the class at all. Right, and in one particular day, I remember, and we will normally have our lesson just before the recess break, right? So, one and a half hours before recess break was our period. We start and we do activities with the boys and try to do stuff and all that. I remember one particular day. It was a terrible experience for me. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I could remember the feeling I had after the class. I was so relieved. I dismissed the boys to go for the recess break and that ended that class then, that class period. And I was just sitting with myself alone in one corner <laughs> of the canteen looking very glum, looking very, very irritated. And here comes along my teammate, who she was responsible for the other group that was more well-behaved, right? And uh, so she approached me and said, John, what's up? What's up? You look so down. What's happening? Tell me more. And so I was like, oh, yes, I was ranting. <laughs> and of course, it was a safe zone. There were no students around. It was one, one corner. And not typically, I would be mingling with the other students during recess time just to hear their stories and encourage them. But not that day. That day, I had to be all by myself. <laughs> I was like really sulking, like incredible sulk in one corner. It was so obvious. And so my colleague did this kind of uh, retrospection, reflection with me and asked me the question, why are you feeling that way? Why? Tell me. Describe your feelings. Describe what you felt didn't happen. I thought about it. And I thought about it deeper and I said, well, I think the bottom line is that I felt disrespected. I felt they didn't treat me with the regard that I want, that I expect as their life skills teacher. Right? I felt that way. And so, she then asked me, hmm, okay, that sounds reasonable, but tell me why did you feel not respected? What were you expecting? Then I was thinking deeper. I said, wow, it probably leaked before I even entered that classroom. It leaked 
that I did not enjoy my time with them, that I was just at my age, emotional age, because I didn't feel respected. And therefore, in some ways, I was demanding that respect. And those boys could sniff it. They could really, really, you know, feel it. And so give it back to me in the opposite manner. Right? Boys will be boys. They are 13-year-olds. They are mid-adolescents. They are going through all that. And therefore, authority figures need to be caring and not to be seen as judging. I was more like judging them and feeling and giving them all their negative vibes. And of course, they give it back to me. Now, that involved a lot of reflecting, didn't it? So, in the same way, if you have some encounters or some person that you're trying to reach and you, and you just feel there's an impasse and you don't know why and you're going away from it, feeling very negative, annoyed, even and irritated or even sometimes angry, if you have all that feelings, I'm not saying that you throw the feelings out. I'm saying that you reflect on those feelings. Why are you having them in the first place? Why? What is your unmet need that has given rise to that negative feelings? Right. So reflection must be done by us as the adult, as the parent trying to reach the child or the young person. The reflection part is our responsibility because we can't expect the child to just necessarily do the reflection on their own. right? They learn from our modeling of it. And if we don't model it, they are not going to learn it. All right? So getting back to this three-hour model, then the first hour of refraining, and the second hour of reflection. That's what we covered today. And do join me for the next episode where I will be talking about the next hour, which is reframing. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really great having you on board. And if you have not already done so, be sure to visit me at drjohntan.com. That is drjohntan.com. While there, do subscribe to every Youth Matters show. Also, if like me, you want your message to reach a wider audience online, do sign up at instantpodcastleader.com. That is I-N-S-T-A-N-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-L-E-A-D-E-R.com. Instantpodcastleader.com. If you do just that, you will get a free ebook called Inspire, Connect and Elevate Your Online Reputation. So, till the next episode, remember, we're in it together for every youth matters.